Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast, the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. And we don't just talk about it. We give you the play-by-play, the nuggets, the nitty-gritty, the details, if you will. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that will cross all kinds of age and experience uh, barriers. We're going to be talking about excelling in your first few days on the job and how to maintain that first day enthusiasm. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening. This is a special President's Day, George Washington birthday edition of Play by Play. We're live from the Clawfice. It is episode number 32. And today's episode is brought to you by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at Two Sons Wood. They make farm tables, rustic furniture of any kind, custom stuff. Uh, If you can dream it up or you can draw it, they can probably build it. Their contact information is in the show notes. I'm a little bit biased to them, so check out their photos and see what kind of work they can do for you. Today, we're going to be talking about excelling in your first few days on the job and how to maintain that first day enthusiasm. I want to read an article to you that I wrote um, years ago uh, on LinkedIn, and I think it's a good way to start off this podcast today. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different because I want to read some things to you today. And I'll add a little bit of my commentary as we go. But the first thing I want to do is I want to read this article that I wrote to you. Uh, It's called, Have You Lost That First Day Enthusiasm? So the article starts out by saying, I had the privilege of witnessing some negative customer service from a local business today. You might ask, a privilege? Why would you consider negative customer service a privilege? Well, let me explain. I was picking up our family suburban today at a local car dealer service center after some repair work, and I had a few minutes to wait in the lobby as they pulled it from the back. While I was standing there exchanging pleasantries with the service managers, a young man dressed in a mechanic-type uniform walked through. He was walking with some pep in his step, and I could almost hear the tune that he was whistling in his mind. He saw me and said, Good morning. I hope you're having a great day. With an abundance of enthusiasm. I smiled back and told him that my day was awesome so far, And then that's when it happened. One of the service managers said, He's just new. It's his second day. Give him a little while and he'll be grumpy and irritated just like the rest of us. And the other service manager that was standing there jumped in and agreed, making a growling noise as though to indicate that he was proud of his negative outlook for the day. And though I know it to be true in many organizations, I just witnessed it firsthand. The law of negativity was alive and well in my very midst. I can tell you as a fellow business owner, this would make Mr. So-and-so cringe if he knew, or maybe he wouldn't. You've seen it. You've been part of it. Maybe you've even promoted it. But if I was to ask you who lost the most in this exchange, you would probably say that was me. Me, the customer, the one who had to witness the negativity. The truth of the matter is, the real losers, in the context of winners and losers, are those employees, those two service managers, because they go to work every day and they hate what they do. Or at least they're headed in that direction. And the new guy, because it won't be long and the toxic environment will devour him. I didn't lose. See, I was the fortunate one. I was was able to put more tools in my toolkit 
and reinforce why it's important to maintain that first day enthusiasm. You see, I won. Look, it's a tough thing to do to stand out in the light of darkness, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it or that it's not vital for your success. If I was looking to promote someone today in that organization, I can tell you who it wouldn't be. Be bold. Settle for more. Rise above. Overcome fear and make a change. Well, that was the article I wrote uh, back in 2016 on LinkedIn. And, you know, it's all about maintaining that first day enthusiasm and how a toxic environment can oftentimes suck the life out of us. And look, we're going to have bad days. We're going to have good days. Hopefully those good days far outweigh the bad days, because when those bad days become the predominant, that's when we start to fall into this trap of negativity or this toxic environment or the law of negativity, as you heard me say in my article. And so I told you today was going to be a little different than most days and that I'm going to be reading some things to you today. The next thing I want to share with you is a list, an article. I've told you about a guy named Bob Oslin. He was one of my first mentors in the business world, also a dear friend. And Bob gave me three documents uh, about 20 years ago, and this is one of those. It's called Achieving Excellence on Your New Job, Earning a Great Reputation in the First 90 Days. And now I'll be happy to share this with any of you um, that are listening. Reach out to me and I'll send you a copy of it. It's a list of of things that you should do in the first 90 days. There's 17 things on the list. And actually, when I read, when I scroll down to the bottom, it is uh, looks like it was written by a guy named Bill Ringler. Uh, just trying to give credit where it's due. So Bill Ringler is the guy's name on the bottom of this document. But uh, it's called Achieving Excellence on Your New Job. And again, reach out to me if you want a copy of it. It starts off by saying, Reputations, both great and poor, are earned in the first 90 days on your new job. Early sacrifices of time and energy invested during the first few months on the new job will reap untold rewards whereby you can ride your good image for months and months thereafter. And I like the way that he talks about that um, early sacrifices of time and energy invested during the first few months on your new job. And isn't it so true that we only have one opportunity to make a first impression. And so often, I think we go into a job with um, the expectation that I'm going, you know, I'm getting paid to work eight to five, or I'm getting paid to do X, Y, Z, and these are the things that I'm going to do, and I'm just not going to do any more. And I think that that's just the wrong approach. And now there's arguments both ways, right? I mean, you can, we could argue back and forth that, well, if I do more than what I'm getting paid for, they're taking advantage of me, and I'm setting myself up for precedence and all this. I'm going to argue the opposite. I'm going to argue that you want to put your best foot forward. You want to uh, set a great reputation for yourself. You want to, uh, people probably don't know you in the organization, so you need to let them know who you are, um, shine with your good qualities, and uh, and, and, and set, set yourself up for success moving forward. So there's a list of 17 things. I'm going to read down through this list, and I'm going to probably give some commentary along the way. So number one. Maintain your first day excitement and enthusiasm throughout the whole 90 days. Now, I know that's hard to do, 
But think back on the day, the first day that you started the job or when you're, when you've had new people come to where you work now, how excited they are their first few days. They're excited to be there. They're, they're this fresh new employee. They kind of have this fresh breath of air, you know, that's come into your organization, or maybe that was you and you were the, the breath of fresh air that has come into the organization. How do you maintain that throughout your, your whole 90 days? And it can be challenging, but just think, just keeping in mind that we want to maintain it, keeping in mind that we want to be excited about being there. Hopefully this is a job that you love to be at, not something that you settled for. And it is something that you can maintain excitement for the whole 90 days. Number two, work with an unrelenting fervor for the first 90 days. Don't allow yourself to be caught in a slow startup situation on a new job. So what does that mean? Go after it with all you got, right? And I'll probably repeat myself because I'm going to give some commentary, which will probably show up later in this list. But I would say, you know, things like ask for, you know, additional reading material, ask for, you know, maybe a, a, a manual that you can study or some additional training videos that you can watch or something like that. Ask for additional ways to show how engaged you are. And don't don't be a clock watcher. Don't be that person who uh, who who looks to work from eight to five. Don't be the one who emulates the the people that might be the cool people in the place because oftentimes they're not the ones that are uh, you know the the star performers. Uh, pay attention to who it is that you uh, align with and. Look for the people that are the hard workers, that are head down, that are getting the job done, that are collaborators, that are team players. Look for those people to lock arms with. Don't get yourself caught up in a slow startup situation on a new job. Number three, show up at work, ready to work, and be working before your supervisor arrives in the morning. Leave work every day after your supervisor departs. Don't ever gain the reputation of being an eight to five clock watcher. Now, this can... Uh, take on a variety of different shapes. Now, I understand that. I mean, sometimes you can't work outside of the hours in which you're paid. If you're an hourly employee, you you can't work outside those hours, right? You have to work the hours that you're paid and you can't work when you're off the clock. That's against the law. But if you're a salaried employee uh, or if you're allowed to uh, work longer on the clock, don't get the reputation of just being an eight to five person, a clock watcher. Let your work flow dictate Maybe the times that you're putting in, and and this this is a, a, a delicate trap because you can get into working too many hours and you know not being able to spend the time that you need to do outside of work. And so I'm not going to harp on the amount of time that you spend or uh, or, or or putting in. A, I'm not even going to say put in extra hours. What I'm saying is don't get the reputation of being an eight to five clock watcher. Don't let you know, the clock dictate portions of your day. Don't be one that is just waiting for the bell to ring to be able to hit the parking lot, okay? Number four, ask to take home manuals, documentation, and literatures to study after hours. Learn the business of your new company as soon as possible. I told you I'd probably be uh, repeating some of this stuff. I, I just mentioned this earlier, but looking for ways that you can learn additional things about the company as much as you can. Learn about the history of the company. Learn about um, the different ways the com- company operates. Ask for additional resources. It shows you're engaged. It shows that you're interested in learning. It shows that you're, you're desirous to be uh, a contributor. 
So look for ways that you can learn more about the company to be more engaged. And sometimes that means taking home things, reading things after hours, watching some videos, that kind of stuff. Number five, dress a tad better than the normal dress code. Your clothes talk before you even say a word. So I'm a big believer in that you perform how you fe- in, in a way that you feel. And sometimes for some people, they feel better when they dress better. And so that might mean that they perform better. And I'm one of those people. So I'm one of those people where if I'm in a suit, I just, I feel better. Like I feel like I'm, uh, I can, I, I'm more productive. I feel like I can get more done. Uh, I feel like I'm more in my space, like I'm in my comfort zone. And so I like to be a little bit more dressed up, but dress a tad better than the normal dress code. You know, whatever that is in the space that you're working in, dress just a tad better. And maybe it doesn't even mean that you're you're dressing up, but maybe it means that you get your clothes dry cleaned and starched so there's nice creases. You know, so maybe it just means that what you're wearing is just crisp and it's sharp. And it's just those little tiny details, right? Put a shine on your shoes. Uh, if your shoes are scuffed up, get you some get you some shoe polish and shine them up a little bit. Uh, you know, ladies, coordinate your jewelry with your outfits or whatever. I'm not a very good. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a expert on that that part of it. But ladies, you know what I'm talking about. So dress just a tad better than your normal dress code. Your clothes talk before you even say a word. Number six, initiate a personal project to document or flowchart a process associated with your new responsibilities that will be of value to the company. So what can you take on that's not part of your normal work uh, duties that might be of benefit to the company? A project to document or flowchart a process. So maybe you're just looking at the way something's done and you're documenting it out or you're flowcharting it or you're researching it or you're looking for ways to potentially you know, improve a process. And we're going to hold back all of our suggestions. Uh, unless there's something that's critical, keep those things to yourself until you get acclimated a little bit. Don't be one of those people that rushes in and on day two, you're telling everybody how you know this process is bad and we need to be doing it this way. Don't be that person. But initiate a personal project to, uh, to to do something that would be valuable to the company. Number seven, look for high performers to emulate and associate with. And this is what I uh, alluded to just a few minutes ago. Look for the people to align with that are going to be the ones who are getting it done in the company. And oftentimes, that's not the person who is the reputation for being the cool one, right? The one who maybe everybody's hanging around at the water cooler or uh, in the break room. But but this is the one or those people who are getting it done. They're the ones who, when there's a job that needs to be done, when there's a task, when there's a project, they are the go-to. They are the reliable ones. They are the dependable people in the organization. They're not always the loud ones or the boisterous ones or the outgoing ones, but they're the ones that you need to line yourself up with uh, and, and emulate what they're doing. So find the ones that are the high performers and emulate what they're doing. Find those people to lock arms with, to uh, to create habits in the work workplace with, and to you know take advice to if 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 you're not sure what the culture or the standard of something is, um, you know consider who you're asking for advice and ask those high performers. They're probably going to be the ones that give you the best advice. Number eight, show interest in everything. Ask a thousand questions. 
There's no dumb questions posed by new employees during their honeymoon on their new job. You've heard that said before, right, that there is no dumb questions. And while there probably are some dumb questions, uh, you need to ask a lot of questions. You need to be interested. You need to uh, really seek to understand everything about your job. If it's in the scope of your job, ask questions about it. Now, if it's something that you have already portrayed that you know how to do, or it's something that you should know how to do, uh, maybe you need to go home and, you know, uh, dive into some YouTube videos and brush up on that if it's something you already should know. But the idea is to ask questions, to be interested in what's going on, to learn as much as you can. Number nine, don't be dismayed when you begin to see the warts of your new company. There are no perfect companies or perfect employees. And this is a big one, right? Every company might seem like it's the best place in the world in the first, you know, week, two weeks, month, two months. But the longer you work there, right, you start to see some things that may not be as rosy as what you thought on day one. And this isn't just with a company. This is with anything. You know, when you start a new school or you go to a new church or whatever the organization that you are involved in, look, they all have issues, right? They all have these warts, as this list talks about. Nobody is perfect. So don't be surprised when those things start to crop up. Don't be surprised when you start to experience some of those warts because we all know this, that the more you get involved and the more that you start to learn about the inner workings of something, the more you start to see the challenges that that business or that organization or that church or or that uh, school or whatever it is, is facing. And those things, oftentimes we keep those, you know, under wraps, right? People don't want to let their dirty laundry out to be seen, as the saying goes. But those things do exist. And the more you get involved and the deeper that you start to participate in, you know, the behind the scenes things, you're going to start to see those things. But don't be dismayed when you see those. Don't let those things discourage you because they're everywhere. You can go, you know, the grass is not greener on the other side. And how does it go? But if it is, it's probably because that's where the septic tank is, something like that. Don't be upset when you start to see these things that are uh, maybe not what you expected. Now, I'm not talking about things that are unethical or illegal or any of those things. That's a different story. I'm just talking about, look, every company, every organization has its issues. And when you start to see those, don't be discouraged. Instead, look for the people that you can partner with to find ways to offer suggestions to help solve problems, right? So, the old saying, don't ever complain without a suggestion. Sometimes we have to, you know, voice a concern and we may express the fact that, hey, I don't know the answer to this, but I want to participate in a solution. I want to be a, I want to help to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I don't know what that is yet, but I, I want to participate in it. I care enough to, uh, to be involved. And these are some things that I'm seeing and I don't know how to fix it, but I want to, I want to help. And that's okay. Right. Uh, but, but don't be discouraged. Uh, they all companies have them all people have them it's part of you know working through the growing pains number 10 take advantage of any and all training available that's available as soon as possible if they offer training take advantage of it even if you have to go off to do it so if your company offers training take advantage of it hands down period i don't even have to add any commentary to that that's the fact 
if they offer training, do it. Don't even question it. Like someone says, hey, we got this training class. Yes, I want to go. What? Well, you don't even know what it's about. I don't care. I want to go anyway. So get trained up, be as qualified as you can possibly be, even if it's outside of your role and in their, in your company's allowing you to get the training in it, do it. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of, of as much training your company is willing to send you to. Number 11, make every day an inspiration for yourself and for others. How amazing is this one, right? Do you go in with the idea today, I'm going to be a light in the darkness. I'm going to be a, a shining star amongst all the people in the organization. Is that how you, or, or do you approach the day like, oh, I got to go to work today. Oh, I wish I didn't even have to be here. Who would you rather work with? The, the shining star or, you know, the grumpy old person that doesn't even want to be at work, right? No brainer, right? You want to work with the shining star. So make every day an inspiration for you and others. Sometimes that's the only win that you're going to have in the day. Sometimes in an environment that's negative or toxic or you're having a bad day or everybody's having a bad day or it's a hard time for the company, sometimes you being an inspiration is the win that you have to celebrate. I talk about celebrating little wins every day, right? Sometimes that is the win that you were able to brighten somebody else's day. And sometimes that's just by a kind word. It's by offering your, uh, your support or your assistance. It's by collaborating. It's by communicating. Just be an inspiration to those people that are around you. Number 12, be a terrific team player. This kind of goes with number 11, but be a team player. It's not about you. It's about the success of the organization. When the organization is successful, you'll be successful if you're a contributor, right? If your team is successful, you'll be successful. If you're a leader of a team, if you're a manager, when your people are successful, that makes you successful. Don't worry about individual success. Worry about organizational success. Worry about team success. Worry about the big picture because when everybody joins together, to create a successful end product, then everybody wins. So be a terrific, terrific team player every time. Number 13, make at least one valuable contribution every day. You've heard me say this before, but every day go in with the idea that I'm going to accomplish one, two, or three things a day. One to three things. I'm going to accomplish one, two, or three things every single day and make them valuable contributions to the organization. You're going to uh, achieve more than one, two, or three things a day. They're going to be little things here and there, but set your goal for the day of achieving, you know, several things each day that are going to be valuable contributions to the organization. If you're not bringing a contribution to the organization, listen to me now. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, one of the greatest ways to create job security, and that's just really a misnomer because our jobs are never secure, but the best opportunity that you have at job security is to bring value every day. Like be that person who is uh, looking to always uh, see organizational success. Like organizational excellence is one of your things. So you're, you're going to work or you're going to your job or you're going to your organization and you are looking to provide value, a valuable comp contribution every day that you show up. Number 14, we got four more to go. Be noted as a person of non-negotiable high integrity. And I, I did a podcast about this similar to this um, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. 
it was it, it, I think I think that it was titled be the most dependable person you know I believe that's what it was but that's what this is about is be noted as a person of non-negotiable non-negotiable high integrity you know this thing is live you know I don't I don't uh, rehearse this when I make as many uh, verbal gaffes as I do stepping all over my tongue so be a person of non-negotiable high integrity that means always be honest always tell the truth i had a motto uh in my companies that said if you always do what's right it will always turn out right and now sometimes that's hard to do sometimes that means you might lose a customer sometimes that means that you might um, have to admit that you made a mistake sometimes that means that you might lose a deal but if you always do what's right, you will it'll always turn out right. I always said if I had to do something that was unethical to gain a customer, we weren't going to do it. And if we lost that customer because of it, that I really believed and I saw it happen over and over and over again that we would be rewarded multiple times over with new customers. And I just believe that's the case. Always do what's right and it will always turn out right. Be honest, have integrity, be a team player, uh, do the best you can do, but don't step on anybody's back on your way to get there. Look, you should be the most successful that you can be. I don't think that, that you should hold back at all. I think you should be the most successful that you can be. But at the same time, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't use somebody else. You don't stab somebody in the back on the way to get there. You don't use somebody else as your way to achieve success, right? There's enough success to go around. Be successful, but not at the expense of someone else. Number 15, display an upbeat, positive attitude. Have fun. So we're going to display an upbeat and positive attitude all the time, even in the face of negativity. And that is so hard, right? I get it. I'm not telling you that this is an easy thing to do, or this is something that, that is, you know, you can do day in and day out with, without some level of struggle. It's hard to display a positive, upbeat attitude all the time. But that's what you need to do, that in the, especially in your first 90 days. Don't be a grumbling, negative you know, person in your first 90 days. I mean, I don't want you to be that way anyway, but definitely not in your first 90 days. That's what we're talking about is, is maintaining your first day enthusiasm. Display an upbeat, positive attitude. Have fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun at work. As long as it's safe, right? And it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings and it's not unethical. Have fun while you're there. Find ways to laugh, right? You spend more time in the workplace than you do with your own family. So enjoy the time that you're there. Have fun. Upbeat, positive attitude. Number 16, ask for an informal, how am I doing performance review from your supervisor every 30 days. This is so important. Mostly because most supervisors, most employers, uh, unless it's a big company and they have these processes and procedures in place, which even then a lot of times they don't. Most employers, most supervisors, most managers, most leaders have no idea how to give feedback. Like they're just, it's just, they're clueless about it. They're oblivious to the need for feedback, the need for constructive criticism, the need for accountability in a good way. But you may be the one that has to initiate that. Ask for an informal, how am I doing review every 30 days? That puts them on the spot. It makes them tell you, hey, you need to, you're doing good here, but we need to, you know, we need to tighten this up a little bit. Or I, I really need you to be, become more knowledgeable about this thing. Or, hey, I need you to, you know, 
not be a clock watcher. I need you to be here on time. I need you to not worry about what the other people around you are doing and just worry about what you're doing. So whatever the case may be, you get to hear some feedback that you're not probably going to get without asking for it. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I would love to be able to snap my fingers, wave a magic wand, and and all of the managers and supervisors and leaders that you work for and work with would just be good at giving feedback and uh, and accountability. It's just not the case. And so the best chance that you have at getting regular feedback from your supervisor is asking for it. Plus it shows, uh, you know, I want to improve. I want to get constructive criticism where it's necessary. I want to be better at my job. And it comes across as very professional. All right, number 17. Last one on the list. This adventure belongs to you and its success rests largely with you. What do you think about that? So this adventure belongs to you and its success rests largely with you. And that's so true. Like, look, you can be successful in the face of negativity. You can be a positive light. You can do the extra things that it takes to be successful. Just because the people around you aren't successful, you may end up, you may be right now in a place, maybe this, you're not even new in your job. Maybe you're just finding yourself stagnant. Maybe you're finding yourself where the people around you are just not doing what they need to do either. Like nobody in your department, there's no high performers. You'd love to be, but everybody around you is not doing it. Well, look, this adventure belongs to you. You can be a high performer in the face of low performers all around you. Why can't you? Like, why don't you take the initiative to be the best that you can be? Why don't you take the initiative to learn more, to uh, get some additional training, to study something outside of what uh, everybody else is doing, to do the things that nobody else around you is doing to become more proficient? Just because it's not your first 90 days doesn't mean that you can't adopt some of these things. While we only have one chance to make a first impression... We can reform people's opinions of us. It just takes time. It takes consistency. Like if I'm not a team player today, but I start being a team player, if I'm consistently a team player moving forward from today, then before long, people will see me as a team player. Like you can change the opinion that people have of you, but you're going to have to be consistent about it. And you're going to have to be bold enough to say, look, I don't care that the guy in the cubicle next to me is not doing anything and isn't working hard, but I'm going to. It's up to you. The adventure belongs to you and it rests largely with you, right? This is your journey. You are the captain of your journey. So you're in control of it. What are you going to do with it? Well, I hope you had fun today. We explored achieving excellence in your new job. We looked at 17 points. Again, let me know if you want to copy of this. I'll send it to you. Uh, we also uh, looked at a little article about, uh, you know, uh, have you lost that first day enthusiasm? I hope you enjoyed that a little bit. I just wanted to encourage you to be the very best that you can be if you're starting off a new job or starting off a new position, or if you're starting off with a new supervisor where you, where you got a clean slate. But even if it's not those things, like even if you're not new to your position, you can still start developing these new habits and create a new perception of you and the worker that you can be. So I hope that some of that was helpful to you today. And that's going to wrap it up for me today. A reminder that today was show, uh, today's show excuse me, was brought to you by Two Sons Woodworking. Check them out on 
Facebook. Their information is in the show notes. And if you got questions or comments for me or you'd like a copy of this document, I'd love to hear from you. My contact information is in the main description of our podcast, but you can always find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you want to look. Thanks for listening to Play by Play, and I hope that something that I said today helps you become a better version of yourself. My name is Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.